Thanks, Pastor Greg, and thanks, boys and girls. Uh, gracias al Pastor Greg y a todo el equipo que enseña a nuestros niños. I also want to highlight one thing here as we're getting ready to go into God's Word in our message time. Uh, in a couple of weeks on Friday night, August 18, we have a special movie night here at Sunrise. Vamos a tener una película el viernes 18 de agosto a las 6 y media at 6.30 p.m. A movie called Jesus Revolution, which was out in the theaters. It tells the story of, of something that happened uh, in the early 70s when some of us were actually alive. And uh, it's about how God was at work. Uh, se trata de, de, de lo que pasó en los 70 uh, the movie was rated PG-13 when it was in theaters, and that just means there's a few themes in there that are probably not appropriate for younger children. You know, it goes back to what Jonathan was talking about, you know, some heavy luggage. But uh, for those that are older, 13 older, it's a great experience. And there is a sign-up in the back. Why? Because we want to make sure we have enough snacks. And in fact, if you're willing and you're handy in the kitchen to bring something snacky for that movie, we'd love that. So just sign up in the back at the table. Glenda's holding up the, the sign-up she sheet there, and hay una lista de para la película eh, y, y para que traigan algo de, de refrescos, botanas, algo así para uh, la película. So please be advised of that. And I want to invite you to have your Bibles ready. And if you don't have a Bible, uh, we have some in the back. They're maybe not quite as fancy as the ones our sixth graders got, but they're still wonderful because they contain uh, the Word of God. And so you can grab a Bible. And we're going to be starting today a new month. And we're in a new series of messages. Estamos en un nuevo mes, una nueva serie de mensajes. And so to help us with that, we're going to open up to the New Testament book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Ephesians 3, 14 al 21. Uh, we'll get up on the screen the page numbers that are from the Bibles in the back. That's uh, uh, indicated there. And I'd like to read this. First in English, then we'll read it in Spanish. And what we have here is a prayer. It's a prayer from the early church leader, Paul. It's a prayer from his heart. And it is the word of God. Es una oración de Pablo y también es la palabra de Dios. Voy a leer en inglés primero. This is what it says. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all God's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Por esta razón me arrodillo delante del Padre de quien recibe nombre toda familia en el cielo y en la tierra. Le pido que por medio del Espíritu y con el poder que procede de sus gloriosas riquezas los fortalezca a ustedes en lo íntimo de su ser, para que por fe Cristo habite en sus corazones. Y pido que arraigados y cimentados en amor puedan comprender junto con todos los santos cuán ancho y largo, alto y profundo es el amor de Cristo. En fin, que conozcan ese amor que sobrepasa nuestro conocimiento para que sean llenos de la plenitud de Dios. 
al que puede hacer muchísimo más que todo lo que podamos imaginarnos o pedir por el poder que obra eficazmente en nosotros a él sea la gloria en la iglesia en Cristo Jesús por todas las generaciones por los siglos de los siglos amén uh, so I have to admit that in some ways in a number of ways I'm not your typical red-blooded American guy, okay? Admito que en varias formas no soy un hombre americano de sangre roja. I mean, there's some things about me that just don't, you know, they're not American, right? So I drink tea, very British. I love tea. Earl Grey is my favorite. Uh, tomo el té. I'm kind of a book nerd, okay? So I'm always reading a book. Uh, soy friki de los libros, como dicen. Um, and let's see. Oh, I like classical music. Uh, uh, Baroque, actually, Bach, uh, and swing as well, and other things like that. Me gusta la música clásica y, y cosas así. And so those things really don't seem to, you know, fit with being, uh, you know, your typical American guy. But I have this working for me, and I think it just gets me over the line. Uh, there are a couple of characteristics that I, that I have uh, that I think make me a card-carrying member of the American Guy Club, okay? Hay un par de rasgos que me hacen un hombre americano. First of all, I do love sports, okay? So that, you know, I like sports. And I love classic cars. Me encantan los carros clásicos. When I see a Model T or a Model A or a 57 Chevy or a 67 Mustang or a 78 Camaro go down the road, my head's going to turn, okay? Uh, volteo la cabeza cuando veo un, un, un carro clásico, sea Ford, sea Chevy, no, no me importa. And I can tell you the truth, and this has happened in Tulare, when I get behind something like a, a 48 Hudson going down the street, uh, I don't care how slow that car's going, I'm not going to pass it. Because I just want to, you know, admire it as long as possible. Cuando veo un carro clásico y estoy detrás, no quiero pasarlo para poder admirarlo. And even though I don't get to do it very often, very rarely do I have the time, I can tell you I really do love going to car shows. And I love looking at the different cars and checking out the interior and checking out under the hood and talking to the owners. Me encanta ir a las exposiciones de carros, aunque no me da la oportunidad mucho. In fact, just last week, it was, what, 105 outside? And I saw my neighbor across the street working on a car in his garage, and I had to go over and talk to him. Fui a hablar con mi vecino enfrente. He's, guys, you'll appreciate this. He's working on a 1963 Cadillac DeVille. Yeah, red, okay, and, and, and I, he was telling me all about, you know, what has to, he has to do the engine and the paint job and all that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. See, that makes me a, an American guy, right? And, and if you love classic cars, California is your place, right? I mean, there's so many, even in our city, there's so many classic cars. Hay tantos carros clásicos en California, but what makes a car a classic, Have you ever thought about that? ¿Qué le hace un carro clásico? Now, some, some say that in order for a car to be considered a classic, it has to be at least 25 years old. Un carro tiene que tener por lo menos 25 años. But here's the question. Does that mean a, a, a jalopy, a heap of metal, a hunk of junk is considered a classic just because it's old? Un carro es clásico por ser viejo? Of course not. Absolutely not. You see... 
In order for a car to be considered a classic, it, it has to be in good condition. Un clásico tiene que estar en buenas condiciones. And if you've got a car like this that's not in good condition, if you want it to be a classic, what do you need to do? You need to refurbish it. You need to restore it. You need to revive it. You need to wash and wax it and, and get it looking good. And then, then you've got a classic on your hands. Hay que remodelar, restaurar un carro para que sea clásico. Well, in a similar way, I want to ask the question, what makes a church, a classic. ¿Qué hace que una iglesia sea clásica? I don't know if you're aware of this, but in this coming year, in 2024, it will be 25 years since Sunrise Community Church began with its first public worship service. En el año que viene vamos a cumplir 25 años como iglesia. We have been at Sunrise on this journey of following Jesus and in mission and in ministry with one another for 25 years, for a quarter of a century. Hemos estado ministrando el nombre de Cristo 25 años. But here's the question. Does that automatically make this church a classic? ¿Hace que seamos una iglesia clásica? I think the answer is not really. Because you see, if after 25 years we lack the horsepower to engage God with worship that's, that's from the heart, see, no tenemos los caballos de fuerza para adorar a Dios, then there's a problem, isn't there? If after uh, 25 years we do not have a desire to shine out for Jesus in our world, si nos falta el deseo de brillar por Jesús hay un problema, then you've got a problem. If after 25 years as a church we're just kind of crawling along and we're kind of sputtering and stalling out on the road of what God has for us, then that's not good. Si estamos chisporroteando el camino, pues no es nada bueno. If, if after 25 years we do not have a passion to honor God and to follow Jesus, then we need to be restored, refurbished, revived, put in good condition so that we can keep going on the road that he has for us. Si no estamos brillando nuestra fe, hay que remodelarnos. Tenemos que estar avivados para estar en el camino. And so it's with that idea in mind, that today we're beginning a new series of messages that we're simply calling Classic Sunrise. Estamos en una serie, una comunidad clásica. And over the next few weeks, through this month and into next, what I'm hoping we can do is to go back and revisit some of the biblical principles that have been the foundation of Sunrise Community Church over the last 25 years. We want to go back and, and, and look at those things. Queremos mirar los principios bíblicos que son la base de esta iglesia. And, and my hope that as we do that, as we go back and look at some of these biblical principles that have been there from the beginning, that we would be renewed in our passion 
for what God has us to do so that this congregation can go forward for another 25 years and even beyond. That's something that I talked about last week. Queremos estar renovados para seguir adelante más de 25 años en el futuro. If you didn't catch last week's message, I really want to urge you to do that because it says something very important about our future. And we want to keep on the road for, for many more years to come. And so to help us do that, uh, today we're looking at this scripture from Ephesians chapter 3. este texto. And in this, in this scripture, the early church leader Paul is offering up a prayer to God. As I said, Pablo está orando. But in this, he's actually touching on some very important truths that I think not only are classic sunrise, but they have something to do with the bedrock of the Jesus movement and what the church is about. El toca verdades que son de la iglesia amanecer, sí, pero de la iglesia del Señor Jesús. And so I want to look at this with you. Uh, first of all, Paul begins and he says, I kneel before the Father, and he's recognizing that he's praying to the God who is the one from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Pido a Dios que es el Padre y toda familia del cielo y de la tierra. And so what he's saying here is that he's not just praying to the God of his own people, the Jews. No solo ora al Dios de los judíos. He's, he's praying to the God that has created every nation, every culture, every people group of the world. He's praying for the world. Está orando por el mundo y toda cultura, toda la familia, toda nación. And what is his prayer? His prayer is that, that you, he says, would be strengthened with power through the Spirit of God in your inner being. Que estén fortalecidos con el poder del Espíritu en su íntimo ser. In other words, his desire is that the Spirit of God would touch people from every tribe, every tongue, every nationality through the world. Que el Espíritu toca a todas las personas del mundo. And why does he want that? In verse 17, he says why. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Para que por fe Cristo habite en sus corazones. Paul is praying that Jesus Christ would take up residence in the hearts of people throughout the world. Él quiere que Jesús resida en el corazón de cada persona. And not only that, he's saying, I pray that, that people would be strengthened. You would be, uh, you would be rooted and established in the love of Jesus so that you could have power in your life to live in a different way, to live in a marvelous way. Pido que estén arregados, cimentados en amor para llevar una vida extraordinaria y vivir de otra forma. In verse 18, he says, I want you to grasp, to understand, to experience how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that goes beyond understanding so that you together with all of God's people can be filled up to the measure with all the fullness of God. Espero que experimenten lo ancho, lo alto, lo profundo, lo largo que es el amor de Cristo. En fin, que experimenten ese amor hasta que lleguen juntos a la plenitud de Dios. There's a lot in there. Basically what Paul's saying is that his passion is that 
as many people as possible from as many different places as possible would experience as much of Jesus Christ and his love as possible so that God's presence would fill the world. Él quiere que tanta gente como posible de todo lugar posible experimente el amor de Cristo de tantas formas posible. That's his heart, his passion, es su pasión. But it's not just his passion. This is the mission of the church. Esta es la misión de la iglesia. And 25 years ago, when we started Sunrise Community Church, we, we put together a mission statement that I think reflects what Ephesians chapter 3 here is saying. Hicimos una declaración de misión. We said it, that uh, 25 years ago, we said that We want to do this. We want to bring people to Jesus Christ and equip them to live extraordinary lives for God. Queremos llevar a las personas a Jesucristo y equiparlas para vivir una vida extraordinaria para Dios. Bring people to Jesus. Let Jesus stay in their hearts, reside in their hearts, and then equip them to live extraordinary lives. And we said we wanted to do that through inspiring worship, Authentic community, spiritual growth, loving service to our city and world. Queríamos hacerlo en una adoración inspirante, comunidad auténtica, crecimiento espiritual y servicio con amor a la ciudad y al mundo. That was the original mission statement of Sunrise Community Church. Esa fue la misión. And the heart of that mission statement is basically this, getting People connected to Jesus, conectar a las personas con Jesús, and then helping people to step into a brand new way of living, a whole new lifestyle. In other words, our mission was not just to start a service. Our mission was to help people get on the Jesus journey and live what Jesus called the abundant life. A life of fullness in the love and the, and the ways of God. Queremos ayudar a las personas a vivir de forma nueva. Una vida abundante en el Señor. And in the process of that, in the process of getting people connected to Jesus, in the process of helping people to live in a brand new extraordinary way, we said if we can stay faithful to that, if we can just focus on that, if we can make that the main thing, What kind of community do we envision becoming? What would it look like down the road? Si pudiéramos hacer eso, llevar a las personas a Jesús y ayudarlas, ¿qué tipo de comunidad podríamos llegar a ser? And so we started to dream about that and we expressed that in another statement called our vision statement. Tuvimos una declaración de visión and this was our vision statement. We envision a multicultural multiplying, mission-oriented community that gives itself away in the power of the Spirit to reach 5,000 families for Christ. Visualizamos una comunidad multicultural, multiplicándose, orientada a la misión, que se entrega por el Espíritu para alcanzar 5,000 familias por Cristo. Now, there are three words in that statement that I want to highlight. They all begin with M. Multicultural, Multiplying, mission-oriented. Queremos ser multicultural, multiplicándose, orientada a la misión. And in this series on Classic Sunrise, what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time 
looking at what the Bible has to say about each of those key vision words. Multicultural, multiplying, mission-oriented. Vamos a mirar lo que dice la Biblia de estas palabras en esta serie. Today, we're beginning by focusing on that last word. Mission-oriented. What's that about? Enfoquémonos en lo que es ser orientada a la misión. Mission-oriented. Well, basically means, first of all, that we desire to be a church with an outward focus. We want to be looking outward. Queremos tener un enfoque para afuera. And what that means is that we want to be a community where we go to where people are to bring the message of Jesus and the life of Jesus. Vamos a donde está la gente. It's not just that we're here sitting on our hands expecting people to come to us. No esperamos que la gente llegue a nosotros. And so to be mission-oriented means that in all that we're doing, we are Everywhere we're going, we are seeking to get people connected with Jesus because we're seeking to be connected with Jesus. We're seeking to help people live in a different way because we're living in a different way. Queremos conectar a las personas con Jesús porque estamos nosotros conectados. Vivimos de forma diferente por eso. Queremos que ellos vivan de forma diferente. That's what we mean. It really uh, goes back to something that I shared a few weeks ago when we were in this series on infectious faith. I, I brought us through Matthew 28, that powerful passage where Jesus gives instructions to his disciples. Tiene que ver con Mateo 28. In Matthew chapter uh, 28, verse 18, 19, Jesus says, okay, here's the deal. I have all authority. Tengo toda autoridad, dice Jesús. So now here's what you do. Go. Go and make disciples of all. All nations, every family in heaven and on earth, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. Vayan y hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, y enseñándoles a obedecer todo lo que les he mandado. Now, that, those instructions at the heart of it is that one concept, make Disciples. I said that's the that's the middle of it. Hacer discípulos es el núcleo, el grano. What's making disciples? Well, it's getting people connected to Jesus, but then helping people to be on this journey of following Christ, learning from Christ, growing in Christ. Es conectar a las personas para que sigan en un camino con Cristo. And how do we do that? How do we make disciples? If you were here, you call, I said, as you are going. You don't make disciples on Wednesday night only, Sunday morning only. It's as you are going, wherever you are going, whenever you are going through your life at any minute, any moment, whether it's your children, whether it's your workers, whatever, you are making disciples because you are one. Uh, estás, mientras vayas a donde quiera que vayas, estás haciendo discípulos. You also do it through baptizing. Bautizándolos. That's not just a ceremony in church. That's, that's a lifestyle of being immersed in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit so that you're helping others to get immersed in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Es inmersar a la gente en Dios Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo. And you make disciples by teaching people to obey, to follow Jesus. In other words, as you are modeling and following Jesus, you're showing them how to follow Jesus and live for him. Es enseñar a las personas y ser un modelo de cómo obedecerlo. And so as we're doing this, as it's a lifestyle 
of connecting to people to Jesus, helping them to live extraordinary lives, we do this, Paul says, by the power of God, not our own power, and God gets the credit, not us. Lo hacemos en el poder de Dios y Dios recibe el crédito. That's what Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 basically tells us. Look at Ephesians 3, 20. Ephesians 3, 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. God's power is at work. Al que puede hacer muchísimo más que lo que podamos imaginarnos o pedir por el poder que obra eficazmente en nosotros. To him be the glory. To God be the credit. In the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Al sea la gloria en la iglesia en Cristo Jesús por todas las generaciones por los siglos de los siglos. Amen. God's power so God gets the credit for what happens in the church through Jesus. Now, it's kind of interesting that um, a few years after we began Sunrise, I noticed something. There was this trendy new buzzword that started to crop up in church circles. Uh, unos años después del comienzo de la iglesia, había una palabra de moda. And the buzzword was missional. Maybe you've heard that word before. Misional. Missional this. Missional that. Everybody was using it. I want to be missional. What were they saying? They were saying what we were saying a few years earlier, that we wanted to be mission-oriented, that all of my life is a mission. Se trata de ser orientada una persona a la misión. Now, I personally am not into the word missional. I mean, I'll use it sometimes, but I prefer the word mission-oriented. That's the classic sunrise word. La palabra clásica es orientada a la misión. But you know what? In the end, it doesn't make a difference, does it? No importa. Here's what does make a difference. Bringing people to Jesus and equipping them to live extraordinary lives for God, that's not only classic sunrise. That is the enduring mission of the church on earth. That's our mission. Traer a las personas a Jesús y equiparlas para llevar una nueva vida es la misión de la iglesia y de la amanecer clásica. So here's the question we need to answer if we understand that. How are we doing? How are we doing on that? ¿Cómo seguimos con esta meta? How are you doing and how am I doing? ¿Cómo sigues tú? Are you living a day-to-day -day life where you are in a connection, a vital connection with Jesus Christ and walking with him? Are you in a life where you are living in an extraordinary way? In other words, doesn't mean life is easy or always good, but it means that you are consistently and in a, in a constant way experiencing something of Jesus' love, of his great forgiveness, of his light, of his guidance, of his purpose, of his direction of his power in your life is that your experience están llevando una vida conectada con Jesús y experimentando su amor su guianza su dirección su propósito are you in that journey or is life more like an old car spitting out blue smoke going down the road 
What's it like? O está tu vida como un, un cacharro, un carro descompuesto. If it's the latter, if life is not coming together and it's a, it's a wreck, then maybe you've missed the memo of what the Christian life is about. And you need to become mission-oriented. Hay que estar orientado uno a la misión. So how do you do that? Well, it simply starts with that connection with Jesus. Understanding that what we are about is, is getting connected to a real person, not to a list of doctrines only, though those are important and good. It's about getting connected with a real, vital, risen Lord who's alive. Se trata de conectarnos con un Jesús resucitado, and then it's about a journey of every day learning how to follow him in his power, working within us, as Paul says. That's where it starts. And so I want to ask you how you're doing in that, and I'm asking me too. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 5, the Bible says something important. Segunda Corintios 13, 5, it says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? That Christ is dwelling in your heart through faith? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Examínense para ver si están en la fe. Pruébense a sí mismos. No se dan cuenta de que Cristo de Jesús está en ustedes a menos que fracasen en la prueba. That's the challenge I want to leave with us all this morning as we begin this series on Classic Sunrise. Next week, we're going to actually gather around the Lord's table uh, to take part in uh, what we call communion or the Lord's Supper. Vamos a tener la Santa Cena el domingo que viene. And one of the things the Bible talks about is examining ourselves before we come to the table. And so this week, I want to invite you to, to examine your own life and to ask yourself, is Christ dwelling in my heart through faith? Am I experiencing something of Jesus' love in my daily interactions? Or is God just something on the shelf I reach for in case of emergency? ¿Estoy intercambiando, atendiendo una relación con Dios o solo es como en caso de urgencia? That's an important question. Being connected to Jesus, being on the Jesus journey. And I pray that you can examine where you are and I'll examine where I am because literally, literally I believe, the Bible tells us, this is the difference between being a wreck and being a classic. La diferencia entre ser un desastre y un clásico es esto. So with that in mind, I want to pray with you. Let's pray together. Vamos a orar. God, I thank you so much for what you've done in the past in this community, in Sunrise Community Church, the many people who have been a part of this ministry. Some of them have recently gone to be with you and others are here. But we're thankful for every person. Gracias por todos los que han sido parte de este ministerio. And Lord, we confess that what you call us to do is not unique. Bringing people to Jesus and helping them to follow him in a new life, that's, 
That's not, not something we've invented. You gave us that blueprint. Nos has dado, Señor, los planos de traer a las personas a Jesús y ayudarlas a vivir de una nueva forma. And Lord, we want to ask that your power, your Holy Spirit would dwell in us, empower us. Because what we want is to experience the abundant life of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you, you gave yourself away in the power of the Holy Spirit by dying on the cross and rising from the dead. Te entregaste Jesús en el poder del Espíritu muriendo en la cruz y resucitando. And now you invite us to give ourselves away in the power of the Spirit. And in doing so, to experience the height and the width and the length and the depth of your love. Nos invitas a entregarnos por ti para experimentar lo ancho, largo, alto y profundo de tu amor. Make us what you want us to be. Lord, may we be a classic church, a historically, doctrinally, spiritually, missionally faithful church. Que seamos una iglesia clásica, Señor, según tu diseño. A church that lives out your design for your glory so that you get the credit and people are transformed. Para que tú recibas la gloria y las vidas son trans, sean transformadas. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to do that these last 25 years. Help us to continue to do it until you return. Que lo hagamos hasta que tú vengas, Jesús. It's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. <laughs>